February 11, 2022. This is Ablecraft, episode 23. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. Back again after a short, a shorter break than we, uh, than we had last time. Yeah. Well, you said not to let it be a month, so. Yeah. Doesn't need to be a month. We just had our last episode at the end of January, so I think we're on the two-week schedule. There we go. Let's see if we keep that up for a little bit. Maybe a little we'll every other style. Every yeah. other style, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so there's so much stuff going on that I feel like I'm just not a part of. We've got Hog Story on the sats. We got the uh, the Boost CLI stuff. I still haven't even gotten to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on. Like, here's my node maintenance that I've been able to do in the last two <sighs> weeks. Is I've gone through and tried to circularly rebalance. A bunch of channels, and some of them I can, and some of them I can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, I'm waiting well, for it. Let me stop you at the first part because I want to say that I fell into similar mind traps myself because so much is happening, and uh, a lot of this momentum is starting to snowball like right now. I'm mm-hmm. seeing it, I'm feeling it in the past month, really in the time since we've released our album. Mm hmm things have things are building and it's easy as an individual to be like whoa now all this stuff's happening and i'm like i'm not a part of it uh i almost fell into that same trap with the hog story boostagram thing going on Mm -hmm. and i had to stop myself because this has been like a year in the making of just dropping planting seeds dropping hints trying and then backing off and You've got to understand that you're a huge part of a lot of people's inspiration. And people look to the project that we did specifically. Uh, People listen to, you know, us talking about lightning and about getting noted at all. And so then it's like when they finally get in the car and start driving around, then like they drive away and you're like, well, where are they driving? You know, and you're not in the car with them. And it's like, you get this sense of being left out of the car. But we're all in the car, and, like, you, me, a lot of these, uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants like Adam and Dave. The inspiration that people have got to get in their cars and start driving, like, without without you here, Abel Kirby, you, like, nobody would have wanted to do this, man. Uh, I don't know. It's It's easy to... today, huh? It's, I mean, it's easy to fall in this trap, dude, but don't think that you're not a piece of the action. Oh. Well, I, um, I definitely do, are. I do see some... I appreciate that. Uh, I do see some other people who are getting a piece of the action, uh, signs of new growth. Yes. Appeared on the scene. That's right. Yep. Um, a couple songs. I saw their first toot on uh, on um, the podcastindex.social was citing our project as kind of their inspiration to get going. So, you, you know, the, these seeds that we're planting, we walk away and then we come back and there's sprouts and there's saplings and like things are growing. Yeah. And, um, you know, just cause we're not there for every day of it and watching it happen. Like, um, I think if you got these people together and asked them, like they would, they would describe it in a very different way, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, I like that. There's a group that's that I'm not associated with. I'm just gonna try and embrace this for a second because you got me thinking about it. But I like the fact that they're doing something and it has nothing to do with me. They're kind of yes. going off and doing interesting things, and uh, 
you know, I don't have to approve or be a part of anything. I can just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. It's kind of fun to see from that angle. Definitely. One of the, one of the things I do want to do on this podcast is actually accomplish something though, not just sit back and watch other people do stuff. No doubt. Well, and as you had mentioned, um, there's a lot left to do. And uh, we kind of, once we got to the finish line of the first step, which was our, our project, Mm -hmm. we sort of stepped out into the, into the (laughs) valley and looked around and we see like a lot of potential. I just went to a Bitcoin meetup, a Casey Bitcoin meetup last night. Yeah. I want to hear about that. I'm telling you, it's like, well, I have to give credit to C-Dubs who was hanging out in the chat one day in the IRC and he said, uh, Hey, I went to a Bitcoin meetup here. Uh, he's in SoCal. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I went to a local Bitcoin meetup and I just like, it never even occurred to me. You know, I never even, I was like, Oh yeah, Bitcoin meetup. That would be smart to start going to and getting plugged into like the local community regarding Bitcoin because it's a huge piece of, you know, what our whole project entails. And so, you know, there's guys in there doing it. There's a, the, the organizers do do a podcast that is uh, on value for value, but uh, I don't think they're reading boostograms yet, but like they're, you can stream sats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that the whole thing is, you know, without being plugged into your local group, there's no point or there's no way to evangelize, but even more importantly, there's no way to figure out how to do it or how to say it. And so I got three different conversations, three different sidebar conversations going last night and all of completely different perspectives, completely different um, technological abilities and, and skill levels and experience, mm-hmm. uh, completely different levels of Bitcoin maxiness. All of these things going on. And so uh, I guess the main thing I want to talk about is they're planning this big block party for the Sunday after 420. It's going to be on April 24th. And I don't know what your schedule looks like, but, you know, if you could make it out to Kansas City, you're totally invited to do oh, so. Man. No pressure or nothing. Uh, it's going to be the first of its kind in the city of a block party that is purely Bitcoin. So there will be vendors there selling goods uh, exclusively with Bitcoin. And um, we just wanted to make it a big celebration of Bitcoin and and, uh, onboarding new users and different things like that. Uh, Lorraine will actually have a table selling some of her, you know, gemstones and crafts and stuff. And then I have a notion, but I haven't finalized yet because I wanted to kind of spitball it with you, but I want to set up a table Next to hers, that's just like a podcasting 2.0 slash uh, Abel and the Wolf and kind of uh, music on on Bitcoin table. Okay, I'm just talking, talking, you know, pitching our project, talking about uh, music and podcasting on the value for value system. This totally dovetails with today's podcasting 2.0, which I'm about halfway through. I was trying to catch up on the fresh one right before uh, we started the show here today. But they had the Bud Sprout guys on. Yeah. Who uh, host this podcast. Uh, yes. That's our podcast host for this show. And they totally get value for value now. Uh, totally in the mindset. Um, it's just beautiful to hear. And I think this is kind of the key sticking point. This is sort of like, 
you can talk about the orange pill. Like there's a certain point where you just understand get Bitcoin and then it just from there, it makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a similar thing going on with value for value where even those hardcore Bitcoin guys, some of them, until they grasp this concept, they're just spinning their wheels looking for something else when the answer is right here in front of their face. Um, the first guy I talked to last night, he said to me, oh, well, yeah, we've been looking at how can we release our music on Bitcoin? And I was like, I'm your man. Yeah. Hello. We've done it. Um, and showed him Abel and the Wolf, and he had actually heard of it. Really? Uh yeah, he had heard of it, and I'm not sure where or how, but he was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this, because he had been to our website, and he was like, I couldn't find your music on your website, which we've talked about kind of being our biggest issue when we're t when we're evangelizing our own project, right? Yeah, I'll, well, I'll follow up on that when you're done. Well, um, I we can kind of go for it, because he was like, uh, he was like, we need to be, he's like, I wish I could listen to your music on your website, and I kind of explained to him, well, Right now, we're in the process of trying to come up with an app solution that is music forward. But right now, it's available in all of the podcasting apps. And he had talked about uh, his girlfriend is on Spotify and just making absolutely nothing, but getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of plays or whatever. Like, the play stats are crazy good. Yeah. And uh, that's just not translating. And so then the immediate thought is of, like, how do we sell a license to listen to our music? Or how do we sell, you know... They're brainstorming all these paywall ideas, and I'm like, then I'm trying to pull like the value for value pill out. I'm trying to be like, listen, you're simultaneously limiting yourself on each end. You're setting yourself a floor and a ceiling, and you're not going to be able to stand up in that room once you build it. Mm. When you could be unlimited, I think that the value for value just totally removes all of your shackles. It removes the floor of who can come in. And listen to your music, right? There's no minimum door charge. It's totally out there. If you want to listen to it, if you want to share it with somebody else, it's out there. It also removes the ceiling. It's not this Patreon uh, thing that we've talked about on the show several times where you're begging for a $5 a month subscription. And then that's what you get is a $5 a month, you know, subscription. When if you just take that trusting step and treat your audience like adults and say, here, this is something I made. I give it to you. You know, if you like it, give something back. You will be amazed at how many people have a lot to give back if you don't limit them. Yeah. And we've already seen that. I mean, I told him that, I mean, you, uh, you told him our what, stats, right? Yeah. We've, we've beat his girlfriend already in the three months that our album's out in sales. Or two months, I should say. In, yeah. In, in sales. In money. We didn't actually beat his girlfriend. No, we don't. <laughs> Thank you. That's an important distinction. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, no, we would, not, we would not harm his girlfriend. No girlfriends were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, you can go through Spotify, and uh, for us, with far less exposure, I'm talking far less exposure, likely less plays, we've already made more revenue. Mm-hmm. And we're not done. We, we don't have a, sh you know, there's no shelf life. This thing doesn't expire. It's out there forever. The royalties keep coming. Our artists keep getting their piece every time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a thing that now lives. And then we can go build other things, you know, and, and that thing will still be alive. So 
it was tough. Another guy that I talked to, uh, well, maybe I should pause and let you talk about the the website itself. Yeah. So I went into, uh, I've been, like I mentioned to you, some web app development and server side mm-hmm. uh, development. And I got stuck on something in the podcasting 2.0 API, which was trying to get a list of podcasts that had medium tags inside them. Gotcha. Unfortunately, I couldn't get... So I can go and call uh, the API with my keys and all that. I can do a bunch of the the normal things that most podcast apps want to do, but I can't do... I can't get a list of podcasts with a medium tag. I think I get a... I get a 200 response, but it's not... There's nothing in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So my next step was I need to go back and get the SQLite database. Uh, I have like three or four copies of this now, and I've already done development work with it. Um, But the problem with it is it doesn't update. But, you know, music streams, music RSS feeds don't necessarily update all the time. Uh, Though, then again, signs of new growth is uh, breaking that mold because they keep adding new stuff to the same stream. Sure. But the the bottom line is... uh, I have a path to get a list of of podcast albums or podcast music, uh, I guess, addresses, because really what we're talking about is the addresses uh, for the metadata file, which is the RSS, and inside that has the addresses to the audio data files, which are the MP3s, and if you have those... If I have a list of them and I have, you know, name, artist, and album, and song name, and... and I know where to get the data, then all I have to do is display it on a website and, you know, load those resources in. That's what I've been working on. And it's not done yet. It's it's extremely simplistic, but it's uh, it's something that I hope to launch and run it off from probably the computer over in my kitchen <laughs> just to start until that one bogs down. Uh, we'll see what I can get away with there. Um, and... It's it's underway. Um, I'm doing things. I don't have nice. a public GitHub for it. I'm just I'm hacking around trying to get it, uh, get all the parts working right now. That's beautiful. Yeah, um, I kind of have a path for myself that I'm imagining, and it starts with a project that is a little bit smaller in scope, but similar in uh, what it needs to accomplish, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the clipslet that I'm working on. So uh, eventually, I'm going to have. Um, a little slit you can slide clips in and they can be either ISOs or they can be clips like, uh, you know, no agenda or many other shows play clips, full length clips, or it can be, uh, something in between that will define as a jingle. Um, and just based upon a bunch of different criteria, uh, I want a database that's searchable so anybody can pull that up and, you know, via keywords or via whatever they can look up clips and use it for their own shows you'll find uh, news about robots and uh, snowballs yeah i just i want to have uh, an easy place and really it uh, was birthed out of the, nece- uh, the necessity yeah. of needing somewhere for these user submissions to land for uh, misinformed nation yeah and then hopefully it expands from there um but that's sort of my first project and once i cut my teeth on that i think i can expand to cuz that's basically uh, sort of a music app experience, only it doesn't have to be as pretty and it doesn't have to um, flow through a whole album like a music app would and it mm-hmm. doesn't re- rely on API calls. So that's sort of my baby's first step. And then maybe I can bake a bigger solution that does involve those three things as well. 
Um, but that's kind of my, once I, once I tackle that first hop, then we can, uh, start going and addressing the second. Um, but he, the guy I talked to at the Bitcoin meeting was saying the same thing. We want to build this music database that has all this music in it, you know, and that's exactly what we're online with. And I tried to tell him about the medium tag <laughs> and then it kind of just broke down into a conversation of like what a podcast actually is and what RSS actually is. And, um, with without any kind of tech background, you can really lose people in the weeds with that, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, how do I write this? How do I code this? Where do I host this? You know, and and the answer is so free, you know, and, and that's the beautiful thing about the whole system. It's like there's so many options. Like you can do it however you want, but if nobody knows like a place to start, then that's a really difficult thing to tell somebody. Yeah. This, the second guy I talked to, he was saying he had heard of podcasting 2.0 in general and was curious, like, does it scale? I want to know if it scales, you know, <laughs> which is beautiful. Like, it absolutely scales. The Lightning Network is um, the scalability solution for Bitcoin. Um, but, you know, he immediately goes into, well, I know these guys that stream and they get about 100,000 views and then they want to be able to... You know, everybody immediately wants to know, well, how can I put a paywall or a subscription? How can I take that? How can I take the view number, multiply it by a price number, and come up with a big number of money at the end? (laughs) That's what all of these guys are trying to do. Everyone wants to do. And it's just not the model. So it's tough to even, until you're in that mind space, all of these thought traps are going to give you the opposite effect of what you want. If you have a stream of 100,000 people viewing and then you put a paywall on it, you're going to go down to 2,000 views. No one's going to pay. Most people are not going to pay. Most people are not going to subscribe and pay to your shit, even if they watch in big, massive groups for free. Another guy, yet another guy, was pondering how can we do musical NFTs on Bitcoin, (laughs) which I'm sure everybody's Uh, a big fan of around here. Yeah. And the the basic premise was, okay, so what if I gamify it where, you know, first listen is like a penny, right? And then uh, it just goes up by a penny per listen or it doubles per listen or something, you know, to where like once it goes viral and everybody wants to go viral, everybody's talking about being viral. Yeah, it's irritating. Which is a, it's like I'm actually more annoyed at hearing viral than I am at hearing NFTs, Especially in this whole coof thing, like the last thing I need is to be viral. The the idea that once your song gains popularity, you're also going to make it more expensive. It's like you're designing a game with the physics working against you, to where once you start winning, you make it increasingly less possible to win. Yep, and you're just going to hit some sort of uh oh. Uh, a gravity that will not be able to overcome. Oh yeah. There and be it's a point it, of equilibrium. Exactly. Yeah, to where, you know, it can be the best song in the world. Let's just say we actually can scientifically boil that down and make it. You can make it the best song in the world and then you make it unreachable by this little gamification whereas you can just say, you know, you know, I put it out there, man. I put it out there. How many have you boosted? How many have you boosted? How much have you boosted to it? Have you boosted to it? I mean, this whole thing, and this goes back to the hog story boost, and they've taken it to the next level. Boost chain! This boost chain, where you're able to pull up Fountain, you write in a message, and you hit boost, and the minute, no, the second, 
The same second you see the confetti fire off in Fountain, a Discord notification also pops up because the bot reads it at the same fucking time. It's insanity. It's insanity. And it shows up in their IRC chat. And so in real time, you've got a boost, you've got your message going on, and then seconds later the hosts are reading about it. Yeah. All you need is a, um, you plus V that bot, and then you moderate the channel, and now you have a paid chat. Yeah, like a super chat. That's it. There's your super chat system. Hey, it's already done. Wait a minute. Hog story beat, Hog story beat everyone to it. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I told these guys long ago, and, um, you know, they, it's, it's beautiful, because none of us... Uh, despite appearances, and I want to make this super, super clear, like despite any appearances you might have over any one of these personalities, like we're all just real actual fucking people who are just doing this by whatever means that they have. Right. So, just to, so we don't skip over this, the actual bot, uh, programming, I think, was that done by C-dubs? Uh, that was, was Node-bit. Node-bit. Node-debit. Also known as No Debit. There's a couple of couple of those IRC bot guys around, and they do go yes. for it. So No Debit. So his no solution debit. was elegant because they're on Satoshi's dot stream, and Satoshi's dot stream has the Telegram bot that reads you the boosts. Telegram bots don't interact with an IRC bot, so you're going. Uh, so what he had to do was make a relay from Telegram to Discord with a Discord bot watching the Telegram, and then porting it from. Uh, from Discord to IRC. So it's a double hop, but it's still immediate. I mean, the quickness with which all of these protocols fire off is... It, it boggles the mind. Look both ways and boost with quickness. That's what I always say. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no doubt. That's some fun stuff. The it's a, it's a wild time. It's an absolutely wild time right now. And the podcasting 2.0 that came out today is totally parallel with it. I mean, these people who are trying to dream up the gate, like how are we going to design a gate to keep only paying people in here and keep everyone else out is just a totally futile exercise. Like yep. you're limiting your content and you're making extra work for yourself to get less money. Yeah, it's it's silly, especially when when you think about music and the the role that radio broadcast played in music. And I'm not talking about radio advertising, but just the idea of broadcasting. Um, the the templates there. You're trying to get as many people to pick up your song on the on their little radio receiver yep. as you can. And, you know, that turns into T-shirt sales and ticket sales and album sales and in the old model. And all we're doing is we're kind of rolling in the ability to kind of pay as you're listening over the radio. I think that's mm -hmm. it's a small step, but it's not. It's a big one in the in the sense that it changes how you how you have to think about things. Yeah. You know? the, well, once the mentality is achieved, I think everything else kind of falls into place. And. We come from this whole no agenda crowd or circle or culture where we already understand it because we've been listening to it and having it taught to us for, you know, in some cases a decade or more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a lot of these people who only know, oh, subscribe it for our exclusive content on Patreon or who only know this other model, it's... It, it's tough to get over this hump. It's tough to get over this hump. 
you know? It's, I think eventually if you're in that model long enough, you figure out that the extra stuff isn't always that great. Which I think is well, the, I know, the problem. Dave Jones said this just a few hours ago of like, it's almost as though you're devaluing the rest of the bulk of your content that's free. Uh, just by having stuff tucked away, you know, certain exclusive content. And then you got to make the exclusive content, then you got to put walls up, and then yeah, yeah. if that's your best stuff, then you're limiting who sees your best stuff. Like, it all just kind of, it instead of building momentum, it kind of scatters the momentum. I see it as very limiting. Mm. I see it as limiting your momentum and your reach. And everyone's just chasing download stats. They're just chasing all these different numbers, when really... All of your focus could be redirected into the value of your product, into the future of, you know, what you're building. I would say, like, you know, everybody talks about audience building, but, I mean, if you build product first, and then audience will audience will build off of that. Hey, how did we do last week with that chicken, uh, the week before last, I guess, with the chicken and the egg thing? I think that was great that we, we were talking about being the chickens uh, on here, yeah. podcasting 2.0. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but right after that... Uh, I listened to their episode, and they're talking about, well, what about the chickens? What, what about the chicken and the egg, you know? It's, yep. Yeah, I, I just like Slam dunk on our part. No doubt. I mean, I just hear it everywhere, you know? And uh, I was doing a little bit of trying to be the chicken myself, uh, adding in helipad to the raspy blitz. So I'm working on that. Yes. Um, well, I got some tests going, and so it's, like, in the menu on my little test version, and you can un you can install and uninstall it just by calling up the service just okay. like you do with anything else i'm still also in parallel with the other stuff working on a uh, modification to helipad especially the audio subsystem with how it uh how you choose which sound to play and oh, very cool when when it plays and maybe have a variety of different things including now my my goal was to have some dsp in there because what i wanted to have was a checkbox that dims the sound yeah I so, was thinking like a, some kind of a volume slider would be. I'm thinking a volume slider and a low pass filter. <laughs> like the yeah. dim. I have a dim button on, you can't hear it, but on my uh, my big knob, which is what I use in the studio. <laughs> and if I needed to talk to someone, it's like a, it just puts a pad in um, what's coming out of the speaker. So you, it just dims the whole studio for a second. And then when you let go of it, it goes back up so you can like say something to the guy sitting next to you if the music's really loud. Gotcha. And it feels like you need that for helipad because as much as I like it, the something about those sounds going off all the time uh, it doesn't – it's, it it's not the kind jarring. of thing I want. It can be jarring, let's say. Now, I'm going to lean into that because part of the reason that I'm working on this audio subsystem is we have – I've been talking behind the scenes with Cold Acid about what what is our ideal Boostagram sound? Yeah. And we came up with some l – let me tell you. I'll give you a little hint. It's bullshit. It's really <laughs> bad. Okay. It's, it's really dumb. That um, seems good. It's the kind of, it's the kind of thing we're going to do a lot of work to do, and it's just going to be dumb. Well, I would love to have, uh, you know, custom rules so different different sounds fire off with different numbers, and um, a lot of that's not going to be totally tough from a programmable perspective. The, the biggest problem is that I'm not a great JavaScript programmer. I never cared about it, and I mm -hmm. only have limited—I've written web shit and, and JavaScript before, but— 
every time I do anything, I have to go and read a bunch of reference manuals to figure out what's mm-hmm. the syntax for this and that. And now I want to make a, an array. How do you deal with that? You know, <laughs> welcome is, to web development, which is a- after you use MATLAB for 12. How long has it been? 15 years now. Every other language does not handle MATLAB. The name Mat is it's the Matrix Laboratory. Every okay. everything's an array, and it's an nth dimensional array. So you can have you, you could do all kinds of crazy shit, and it's simple. It's designed with linear algebra in mind, and so that's how I think. And then when you go to a language, even if I go back to C, well, C is not bad because I kind of you have to do everything manually anyway. And I kind of know what yeah. I want to do, so it's not that bad. But when you get to Mm, let's see, Python, and you didn't have the linear algebra library <laughs> ready to go, it's mm-hmm. the fucking maddening. Uh, and JavaScript is the same kind of way. It's Yeah. It's just... JavaScript yeah. gives you so much freedom that you're just almost guaranteed to go off the reservation on yourself. So it's like... Yeah. It's tough. So that's the, the hang-up. Uh, it's... All of the hang-ups have to do with the uh, the insufficiency of my skills and the insufficiency yeah. of time that I'm spending on it. But well, it still works. It works happening. To get back to the the whole community aspect of this and the idea of this, I have been trying to sharpen my uh, incredibly dull GitHub skills. Mm-hmm. And every, anyone can say what they want about GitHub and uh, Microsoft and Borg and whatever, um, but there has to be some place where we come together for collaboration. Uh, collaboration and the podcast 2.0 uh, project and space and every project associated with it live on GitHub uh, as does Raspy Blitz, as does Umbral and as do most free source, uh, open source code projects. So uh, the problem then becomes a lot of the people who are super active on GitHub are kind of those Borgie types who are chasing advertisers, who are chasing downloads, who have this mentality, right? They don't, they're not bothered at all by the big corporation thing. And a lot of us who are fiercely independent-minded in scoffing these systems uh, basically cut our own feet off. We we are not at the table. We are not in the arguments going down because we just don't show up to these platforms. We don't believe in them, Mm -hmm. which I think... It's, there's a double-edged sword there, but I encourage people listening to this show who are at all interested in development to watch us on GitHub. You know, follow me, follow the podcast index, follow uh, these different guys. Uh, Valcano Bacon, I believe his uh, C-dubs on GitHub. And, uh, you'll find him if you find the Boost CLI script, uh, the creator of Boost CLI. So... Um, if we're if we have a space where we can actually organize our stuff, then you can go into your little cave corner and code from there. But there has to be some sort of place where we all have it together. Otherwise, it's just you know fifty guys developing fifty different things, kind of on their own, which is a Herculean task. <laughs> and maybe one guy gets lucky and gets it to the finish line, but it's not going to be the kind of product that fifty guys working together could make. Yeah, it's. I can tell you, no one person in this whole situation has the the magic bullet answer. But together, I think we could find it. We uh, together we could build it. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how I feel. Well, I'm trying to be open minded about everything. Um, 
I'm some things are beyond the pale for me. Like I don't want to be on Twitter. Um, sure. Get, I don't think anything is happening on Twitter either. Like I don't think you're missing out on anything. GitHub, on GitHub. I can. I don't have a problem with. In fact, I like Git, uh, especially because I have to use um, SVN. Uh, well, you're you know, SVN and some other things at, at work. It's like I don't know. I kind of miss Git now. Your boost <laughs> bait is good. a hotly watched repo, man. Like it's yeah. a, it's in the mix, dude. That's fun. I, I got your pull request through. Did that go well? Uh, yes, absolutely, flawlessly. Cool, flawlessly. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, helping me achieve another green square, baby. <laughs> there's another. Uh, there's a problem with maintaining that, which is I hear stuff I want to clip all the time, but I don't oh, yeah. have. You know, like I have this, the reason that I have the stomper, which I use for rear encounter, it's a foot switch that inserts a marker into Reaper when you press it. And I use it to make references. And I don't have that for the rest of my life. I only have it when I'm sitting on this bench that I'm at now. Oh, yep. And so when I hear a commercial or I hear a, a quote from an old movie or I hear just something maybe on another podcast, I say, oh, that would be good for boost bait. I don't have the button that says take a... <laughs> What it would do? Take a screenshot of your life right now and file it under Boost Bait, so that I can go through it at the end of every month and uh, just go back and sample those things. It's, it's impossible; it can't be done. Uh, but that's what I need to remember. Yeah, uh, we, Lorian and I, used to take clips off of the laptop plugged into the TV upstairs in the living room, like our main TV watching uh, situation, and we'd plug in this uh, H4N Zoom microphone recorder that uh, is sort of on semi-permanent loan to me from C-Mic. Uh, but at a at two meetups ago, someone just dropped it on the concrete and it hasn't been working. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we sent it with a guy who loves to fiddle with electronics. and uh, So it's no longer with us for the... Uh, for everything so it's just like you said like you hear these juicy clips and then like i'll make a half-assed note in my phone on like samsung notes of like an episode of a show with a time code and oh my god i, I have literal sticky notes in front of me with bad <laughs> jokes that i'm supposed to say that i'm supposed to work into episodes of rare encounter <laughs> This is podcaster life, man. And so I have a sticky note that tells me when the show starts. It, it's been there since episode one. It says, Rare Encounter Wednesday is at 7 p.m. That's so that I remember when the damn show starts. And I also have one. This one just says, I'm just going to read this out loud, okay? It says, run and tell that, foam boy. And it was supposed to be like homeboy. <laughs> and this has been sitting there. It's like, oh, that's a lot. that would be a funny line. I put it there and I never say it. <laughs> Uh, do you know how bad board. you sound? Yeah, I do. Actually. <laughs> uh, there's a phone boy for you. Phone boy. Well, uh, you feel like thanking some people? Yeah, let's t go through the. Uh, well, first, let's thanks uh, thank phone boy for all he does, and uh, also he used to be the boost bait. I'm surprised he uh, isn't angling in on the boost bait because he was the no agenda clips guy for a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got his hands full recently. No, I know. Just going through his. Uh, nasty divorce. So maybe on the other side of that, I think we'll he would emerge be, in a sunny valley. And I wonder if he wants to be the because I'm clearly a bad custodian for the boost bait. I wonder if he'd be interested in it. Because it, mm. he seems to, he's been collecting clips and playing them, you know, for a lo, for way longer than I have. I wonder if he'd be. Well, I should talk to him. I should talk I to him sort of, sometime. I, I, I'm hoping if I build it right that Clipslit replaces a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah. 
and um, it's it's simple in its application, but I think it's uh, just having everybody know that that's there and then can go to it. You know, it's really that's cool. What, that's what I want. The clip slit. Clip slit. Clipslit.com, I got it. I got a hold of it, so Clips. that's what it's going to be. There ain't nothing there yet, but uh, that's where I'm going to put it. It's mine. I'll, it, it reminds me of something else, but I won't say it on the podcast. Well, it also doubles as Clips Lit, if you think about it. Yeah, so. no, that's what I, I like it. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a, just a tease. There's just a tease because nothing lives there. Let's hop on a helipad and thank some folks. Yeah, I scrolled back to about two weeks ago when our last show was, and I remember this boobery boost. Hey, baby, do your daddy let you boost? <laughs> oh, I guess that's a BAB boost anyway. But then I don't see... Uh, we got a row of ducks that I think is probably the start. Um, and of course, now I'm trying to find it again. I scrolled because of that pew. You always got to beware the pew. One of the problems is I have, I have, um, I think we did stay away, stay away, play, play. Okay, I see the, um, the row of ducks. We had the. But then it, I see Ablecraft mixed in there, which mm-hmm. is fine. We can do those. But I also have a bunch of rare encounter stuff gets mixed in the same lane. Yeah. I just have the, to scroll by it. There's got to be a filtration, uh, which is already, you know, it's already an issue and. Uh, that's open on GitHub and it's been discussed. So this is the beautiful thing too about sometimes uh, if you're not on GitHub or if you're just kind of plodding along just listening to podcasts only and you don't know what's in development, what people are already talking about, and if you don't see an issue, you can make a stink. You can be like, this needs to happen, and you can open an issue. And literally that makes you a contributor. Just bitching about something on GitHub makes you literally a contributor to the project. I got, uh, I bitched enough. Uh, Ride the Lightning has, in an upcoming release, a uh, feature that I requested is now on their roadmap. Very By nice. opening an issue on GitHub, so we'll wait for that to come out. Uh, the first uh, boost that I see, boostgram that I see, is from Cotton Gin for 508 sats for We Are the Chickens. Ah, uh, I see it, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Cotton Gin and Tonic. Interesting. Put his old handle on there. I don't think Cotton that's his gin and tonic. Yeah. Uh, the... Let's see what else we have on here. We've got rare encounter, rare encounter, rare encounter. You have to scroll by all the rare encounter. <laughs> uh, we got signs of new growth again yep. for Ablecraft. We are the chickens. One, two, three, four sats. Signs of new growth is busted onto the scene. You know, it's uh, like no one knows where they came from or what they came here for. Well, we know what they came here for. It's to make awesome music. Yes. But, we should have them on the show sometime. That is a kick-ass idea. Let's do that next episode, or as soon as we can schedule them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll uh... as as soon as uh, if we can, if they want to, we should try and get them on the show, and then then make sure we schedule the show. I can be flexible about it too if they can't make this time slot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I want to make a priority to do that. We need to stick together. You know, they're the other yeah. group doing value for value. <laughs> And that's the beautiful thing about this whole, the way it works. It's not competitive. It's collaborative. Yeah. Uh, so the, every time I see more music on sats, every time I see more people doing the same thing, I get excited. I don't, you know, it's it's a win. It's a win for all of us. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have on my list. Do you have any more? Let's see. I am scrolling up further. Ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da, and uh, Boobery was who pewed us who pewed 24 us. minutes ago uh, from Fountain. Mm-hmm. 
No note, just a uh, boost two 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 road ducks. Thank you, thank you, boobs. Thank you, boobs. Booberry, booberry Mothman of the Miniocalypse. That's right. Boobs three. Oh, we have uh, Junta in the chat. He's, <laughs> He's a- bitching about turkey. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get a. Uh, we got to talk to him more. He's a, a by the way, a pretty good uh, artist, a musical artist. Yeah, yeah, he sent us a couple of things to play. Um, I I've been pondering like your label idea too, mm-hmm. and I think it would almost be cooler um, to have like an artist academy or something where we set up. Because I was trying to think, how can we update the website to make it more of a pipeline? That's really what I want to be is a pipeline to take artists who are feeling like we did when we started this thing, you know, disenfranchised for, with the current options. You can either go Bandcamp or you can go Spotify. It's pretty much like what's going on. Or you can, you know, be a SoundCloud rapper. Uh, the options are so limited. Pipe them into this podcasting 2.0. You don't have to teach them anything about music because they already know music. But once they get an MP3 file, teach them how to put it on an RSS feed, where to host it, I think that hosting it yourself on a music side of things is so much easier than a podcasting thing. Because once you yeah. deploy it, it's deployed. It's done. You don't have to mess with it. It just has to be online for the rest of time. But it's it's not like you have to update it all the time or anything like you do with a podcast, you know? So I think that's sort of what the future I want for... Um, this this label idea, some sort of an academy that gives people, you know, the empowers them to make their make their music onto the the streaming sats ecosystem, and then yeah, you know, ask for a split for the knowledge, but so for me that can also be value for value, and that's the whole beauty of the split process, like. The kinds of things I imagine us doing are, are exactly what you described. Um, we have someone who doesn't know exactly how to get on to value for value streaming and get an RSS feed up. And the, the kinds of services that I think that we're going to do are um, some mentoring about, you know, here's how we think that you should do it. And, you know, we, <laughs> we've did it exactly once before. So I guess yeah, we're so the that experts. Makes us the but... experts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> you have to realize that the uh, the depth of experience here is has a, a depth of one here. But the uh, some of the other things are like getting subtitles in. Um, yeah. We know how to put an RSS file up, um, add it to the index uh, instead of waiting for it to be scanned. So somehow. Um, we can manually add it. And, and there's a couple of things, like even just adding it to the index as a service. Remember that sure. that company that was charging money to add uh, your podcast to podcasting? <laughs> I do. Out? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> you know, well, we could do that for free. And when you start describing all the different things that are not writing the music or recording the music, though, you know, for some groups, for some people, I mean, probably contribute a little bit to that, too. Sure. But the uh, the kind of extra stuff around it sounds a lot like what a label 
provides to an artist. Absolutely. Well, and another thing that I thought could be another aspect of this is some sort of a service that um, matches artists together, you know, or, uh, and I'm not just talking about musical artists, but also album artists and, you know, through split bounties, you can match people up. You say, oh, there's a saxophonist who will, uh, for a 15 split, he'll play on your track. Hmm. Or there's an there's an album artist, and for a 10 split, they'll do your album art, you know, and this is some of their work. Like, those tools could open up an entire economy that's decentralized, that doesn't rely on middlemen, that's resistant to censorship, that's what everybody's looking for right now. The only thing standing in the way is just the the web tools, really, uh, and the the organized part of like, okay, well, where do I go? But once that exists, I mean, there's a. So you're describing a uh, another thing that labels do sometimes, which is they can bring in session musicians or other people, yes. like you know, uh, like a backup vocalist or. They say, hey, here's a song you're working on. We're going to send it out to another guy who, who had a hit recently, and we, mm-hmm. he's just going to work on it, and he's going to send it back, and we'll see if anything happens. And that's how, for example, um, Smooth, by which is the collaboration between Rob Thomas and Santana, uh-huh. <laughs> happened, where they had the original song, and Rob Thomas had just come off from the... Uh, was his first? Yourself or Someone Like You, I think was the Matchbox 20, their first big album, where the, they had like... I think it was their first album, too, where it was like five of the tracks on it were all hits and three of them were number ones. You know, it was one yeah. of those big breakout successes. And so Rob Thomas had some cred as a songwriter and they sent them smooth and he went and redid it. And then he sang on it. He did a little demo of it. He sang on it. You know, And so anyway, uh, this isn't about the history of smooth, though it is a cool song. <laughs> it's about. That relationship was set up by the corporate music guys, you know, the the kind of guys we usually hate on for, you know, ruining music. Um, Yeah, I think it's... um, So there's a place for of Yeah, it's just a matter of... uh, I think it can be done in a responsible way and not an exploitative way. And on this podcasting 2.0 value system, I think it's the whole... uh, Give a man a fi- give a man a fish versus teaching a man to fish. Where it's like, here are the tools we can empower you. We can empower you. We can teach you how to fish, and then you can go out there and catch fish. But like, once you have all these fish, just like remember who taught you to fish. You know. Yeah. And and it's just another aspect. It's another echo of the value for value system. Where, you know, are you going to get people who are ungrateful who you just teach to fish and then they go just eat all their fish alone? Yeah, you're going to, but. Uh, you're also going to get people who do give you a split that lasts forever, you know? So to me, I just want to see more people using it. I want to see more people in the system and I want to see people empowered to be in control of their own content and their own monetization of the content. Mm-hmm. Cause nope. I, I love it for my own art. I love it. It's fantastic. Nothing is better. There's no better way. Yeah, I, I nothing need, comes close. I need to stop you there because I'm just in full agreement with everything here. I think we know exactly what needs to happen next. Right on. Which is keep doing what we're doing, and we need to get some. Uh, we need to get some publicity out for to let people know 
that if you're a musician and you've been thinking about doing something like this and you say, well, maybe I have two songs, but maybe not five. Dog, you need to talk to us. Yes. Just shoot us an email. I'm Spencer at bullafterbull.com. That's my e- that's my inbox. Yeah. Throw something in it. Abel at ablekirby.com. You can send me an email there to or CC me or whatever. And we're, I guess here's the bottom line is we're looking for people to work with right now. Yep. And I've got a couple, I think there's a, there's a few people in mind that, uh, that I want to go and go after. Very <laughs> and I exciting. haven't been as aggressive as I should have been, but, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. You want to wrap this up? Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, take her on out of here. Who the hell is Amy anyway? We uh, may never know. Well, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. And I've been Sir Spencer. Spencer.